because I can communicate. I can understand what you have. If, if, and I, I have a knack for being able to understand exactly what your issue is. And then it's up to me to, to formulate the words to put it into play. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gretch from the IMCEO podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Phil Smith of Phil, philipwaltersmith.com. Phil, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you very much. Definitely super excited to have you on. And before we jump into the interview, I want to read a little bit more about Phil so you can hear about all the awesome things that he's doing. An international finance, financial expert with 56 years of experience in a dozen different countries, motivational speaker, author of six books, trainer of more than 13,000 participants and artists. His strategies with small business have created more than 10,000 jobs. His recent assignment will result in more than 7,000 direct and indirect jobs. And he has been involved as an owner, manager, or investor in more than 72 different businesses in several countries. He is currently CEO of the largest poultry operation in Ghana, CEO of a publishing company, and the president of a consulting firm in the United States. Phil, great to have you on the show. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? It's just a very good pleasure to be here. Yes, absolutely. You're doing so many phenomenal things. So what I want to do is just rewind the clock a little bit, hear a little bit more on how you guys started, what I call your CEO story. Well, I, I started my working full time. Uh, when I was in high school, I went to school from eight to four. I worked from five to midnight, got home at two, never carried a book home for the last three years of high school, simply because I didn't have any time to do anything. Uh, still ended up fourth in my class only because uh, I was chasing too many women uh, as a teenager. And I, I uh, married one of my high school sweethearts uh, that lasted for a while, uh, 33 years. And lived in, visited 49 of the 50 states, uh, lived in 10 of them, uh, and it's been quite a journey. In 1995, I did some volunteer assignments on the other side of the world from Los Angeles in Kyrgyzstan. I liked the idea of it, it was fun. And we immediately, uh, I, I immediately started looking at possibilities of working there. In two years, at the same time, I bought two H&R block offices because I had retired from banking. And after six months of being totally bored, I bought those businesses because I needed something to do. I grew the businesses very nicely and did more volunteer work in the off season from the taxes. Then Block came along and said, thank you very much for growing them. And they bought them back at a very lovely profit. Thank you. I then moved from California to Kyrgyzstan to work as an international consultant with the central bank. From there, I worked at central banks in uh, seven different countries, including Afghanistan and Iraq um, during those fun times. And one of the things that you notice is that I've got a lazy right eye, Well, that was because we were in a sniper attack in Iraq and they pushed me to the floor so that I would not, um, because I was the only guy without a rifle. And they sat on top of me, but when my head hit the floor, my retina detached and I didn't know it for several months. 
Then I lost it because it was too late to fix it. Uh, I also uh, had an experience in Kyrgyzstan the second year I was there where my appendix burst and I didn't know it. After three days of uh, whatever it happens inside your body, I realized I couldn't stand up and I could not move. Had to have an emergency operation. It took them many hours. Lost me a couple times on the operating table. Uh, later that week, I saw the angel who invited me to come up. I said, no, I'm not ready. I got too many things to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but that changed my life. That's where I really started uh, started taking control of my life more than anything else. And since then, it's been just a, a fun ride. Um, and, and I've totally enjoyed pretty much everything that I've done. I love traveling. I've been to 57 countries. Um, my goal now is 100. And I just like, I enjoy myself. I don't take myself too serious because it's too old. You know, it, nobody likes that. Um, I have a great sense of humor. I, I have very, very little stress. And I could show you, if you'd like to hear about it, in less than five minutes, how to get rid of 99% of your stress. Um, and it's very easy. Uh, I, I also started helping other people. And that's where we were able to create all those jobs that we've created so far, including one or two at a time, who then grow to two or three or five or 10 or 15. And that's how we got up to the 10,000 number. Um, we, we do consulting, we do business plans, we do, I write books, we sell books. Uh, one has just been released last week, is, was put on Amazon. And one of the things that we do is 20% of the total gross income, not net income, but the gross income goes to charity. Um, and wherever we do it, whichever country I'm in, whether it's Ghana or Kyrgyzstan or the United States, 20% goes into the pot, into the foundation. And at the, then we make a distribution uh, out of those funds to whatever charities we think we should put it into. It sounds like you, you touched a little bit, and I don't know if this is, you know, what is in, in your book that you talked about, uh, you are the most important. Could you tell us a little bit more on what we can find there and what you're we're talking about in your most latest book? Sure. The, the, the book is my recollections of what helped me become a better person. The first thing that I talked about, I, I, I give a little bit of background about me in the first chapter, and that's it. But then I go, the, the second chapter starts talking about you. Do you really want to, do you want to be somebody? What do you want to be? How do you want to do it? Do you love yourself? Because you have to. If you don't love yourself, no one else is going to love you. And I get up every morning, my feet hit the floor. I thank God that my feet are hitting the floor. And when I look in the mirror in the bathroom, I say, God, I love you. And and that's how I start my day. Um, I have to believe in myself. I have to trust myself. Once I've done that, I'm ready to go. And that's what I try to show people. Once you believe that you can do anything and trust yourself that you're doing the right thing, then you can really make something from it. The next issue is what do you really want to make? How can you change? How can you take control? I took control of my body after that operation. I lost 95 pounds. Um, I feel much better. I, I look a lot better, obviously. I was, I was pretty much a balloon before. It was disgusting. Um, I, feel, I feel great. Uh, I've had a couple heart attacks. Nothing stops me. 
uh, I, I get up the next day and I go to work. It, it's just that simple. Um, I, I have had um, a lot of experiences where uh, people have come back to me after being, after like 20 years ago. I was in Moscow last year. I, I lived in Moscow for 20 years and worked at the Central Bank. I was there and I visited some friends, one of which was my office manager. And she said, you know, you're still the best boss I've ever had because you respected us. And that's the most important thing. You've got to respect other people. You've got to love what you're doing. Now, maybe it's not the best thing for you, but if you love it and people see that you love it, you're going to get their cooperation a lot easier than if you're an old grump. Um, that's just not much fun. So I, the book then goes on to uh, discuss what you can do to take control of your brain. Um, I'll give you an example. And, and this is not anything new. If you take a lemon and cut it in half, close your eyes first, take a lemon, cut it in half, look at the juice, cut half of it in another half, and then squeeze it. There's more juice. And then put it in your mouth. Are your saliva glands working yet? Of course they are, because that's how easy it is to influence your brain. And that's, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but if you can get good thoughts in there, the negative thoughts go away. Would you consider like kind of that, that optimistic um, nature that you have, do you consider that to be what I like to call your secret sauce, the thing you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique? I just love doing things. And I, you know, I, I used to play golf and it was sort of boring because I just, I, I wasn't getting better. I got, I got down to a six handicap. It's like, I haven't got time for this. You know, you gotta, you gotta do that two or three times a week to keep it down that long. Um, but they were a client, one of my clients and one of my accounting businesses, and I didn't have to pay. And it was, I always got a free cart and everything else, but it just, it didn't mean anything. I liked doing stuff for other people because it, it's, my philosophy is you plant the seed, you, you water it, you grow it, someday you're going to get a return from that. And that has happened many, many times. I appreciate that. And I wanted to uh, switch gears a little bit. And I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book, or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? Marketing. My marketing, uh, as I told you, I, I, I did this with H&R Block. I, I'm putting a marketing plan together now. I am telling the people we have the best poultry in the country and it is the most expensive. It's fresh. It was, you had the date, it was within one week old. It's been flash frozen, put into the freezer, taken out, put it in the truck and deliver it. We do that very quickly as opposed to imported chicken, which may have been defrosted a few times. Uh, God only knows what happened to it. Uh, before you before you bought it in the store, but we guarantee the freshness. Uh, but we're also telling them it's it's expensive. It's the it's almost twice the cost, but it's worth it. Um, would you would you consider that to be what I like to call a CEO nugget, which is kind of more of a word of wisdom or a piece of advice? I often say it might be something you would tell a client, or if you were to hop into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. I, I think it is um, because I can communicate. I can understand what you have. If, if, and I, I have a knack for being able to understand exactly what your issue is. And then it's up to me to, to formulate the words to put it into play. Um, but, I, but I can do that. And, and I've been writing a long time. I've been teaching 
for 40 years. Uh, I've, I've, I don't remember any of my students ever going to sleep, but they may have in the back room or in the back of the room. Uh, and I've also had 14 years of university work where I actually took courses, um, including working on a doctorate when I was in Russia. But um, I, 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 ha I have the ability to grasp it. And once I've got it, I've got it. And it's, it's, it's then just becomes part of the package. And some of the people here have been very excited. Uh, they are making, they're, they're building now a national cathedral here in Ghana. It's gonna cost $200 million. Um, half of that 20% that we're doing for charity is going to the, to the national cathedral. And it's a cathedral for all faiths. It's, it's gonna cover everybody. Um, but the, the man who is the executive director of that, I helped put the plan together of what they were gonna do and they did it. Um, and that's the plan that they're using. And it's fun. It, you know, some, I bring my, I, I'm, I now have a great grandson. When he's old enough to travel, I would love to bring him back here and show him this operation and say, look, look what happened. This is what I did when you were one years old, one year old. Um, it'd be great fun. Yeah, so, absolutely. You get to build and 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 show that legacy and, and the uh, the progression of something too, and the journey that we sometimes forget about um, getting to that uh, finish line. So um, you might have already touched on this, but I want to ask you now for what I call uh, my favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Phil, what does being a CEO mean to you? You, you got to take charge, but you've got to respect the people, and you've got to understand. I, I, every CEO position I've had, I always train somebody to take my spot because I never knew what was going to happen tomorrow. I, I could get killed in an automobile accident going home. Uh, there was always somebody ready to take my place. Truly, you know, appreciate that definition. Um, I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do is just pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get a hold of you, find out about your book and all the awesome things that you're working on. Well, the, the company name is Philip Walter Smith, LLC. Uh, the uh, website is philipwaltersmith.com. Facebook, Philip Walter Smith. Facebook group, same. YouTube, same. All of it is, we were lucky enough to catch all the names exactly the way we wanted them. I invite everybody to look at all the groups and all the sites. Uh, I encourage them to buy the book. In the second chapter, I say, if you're not ready, stop right now hand the book to somebody else because when you get to the point at the other end of this, you'll change. Jack Canfield, who uh, a few people know who he is, he sold about 600 million books. Um, he said he thought that anybody who read the book and he read it and I, I was in a session with it, anybody who reads that book is going to change, period. No exceptions. Uh, he loved it. Um, I hope it's as successful as he thinks it will be. Uh, We'll see. I, I'm going to be marketing it. I'm already, it's already being marketed in Russian, in Central Asia. Uh, the English version, as I said, is on Amazon now. The electronic uh, version will be, I think next week will be on. Uh, so I encourage people to buy it because, and, and remember, 20% of that price of what I get from Amazon goes right to the charities. Um, I'm not looking to make a fortune. But if we sell enough books, I will have one. Thank you very much. So 
There you go. Now, I truly appreciate that, Phil. We will have the links and information in the show notes as well, too, so that everybody can find out about your company, your book, and all the awesome things that you're doing. I, I love that kind of spirit and, and kind of reminder for all of us of paying it forward as well, too, and how we can do that in so many different ways in our life and in our business. I, of course, appreciate you for, for taking the charge and doing that in your book in so many different aspects of your life and your businesses as well, too. Truly appreciate you, my friend, and I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Don't forget to schedule your complimentary digital marketing consultation at blue16media.com. This has been the I Am CEO podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.